one, or two, or three, or four, but five, force five. Welcome to the Force Five podcast, a show where I challenge my guests to come up with a movie-themed five list, and then we discuss those lists on air. I'm your host, Kleberg, and my guest today is Mackenzie. Hey, Mackenzie, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Hey, tell my audience, which is probably nobody at this point, uh, <laughs> everything about you. Um. Well, I currently live in Nashville. I'm from California. I'm actually your little sister. Um, and I do social media marketing here. And I have some pretty high profile clients like Dolly Parton, Kenny G, you know, the sax master. Um, just out here living life. Um, I don't know why you'd have me as your your guest because I don't watch movies. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I watch crazy movies, but I guess that's what I'm here for. Well, you're and you love like old school TV. So you're like yeah. a TV junkie more as opposed to where I'm a movie junkie. But what draws right. you to old TV shows or TV shows in general versus movies? Um, well, I don't have the attention span for a movie that has the same plot, which is why I tend to watch horror movies over any other genre. Um, Grease is my favorite movie in the whole world. I can recite every single word, but it's pretty much just Grease and horror movies that I love. Well, and Disney, of course, but um, mainly horror movies. I don't really enjoy comedies because I truly do not have the attention span to sit through that. Um but I, I don't know. I even got a, an antenna for my TV so I can watch literally three channels, me TV, antenna TV, and cozy TV. I I don't I don't know. Dad asks me all the time. I don't know where he came up with this. <laughs> I mean, because well, he does not watch Leave It to Beaver. Like that is not something we got from dad or I got from dad. So TV junkie, uh, social media curator from Nashville. Tell us about what five list you chose today. Um, I chose five movies I would want to be in. Cool. So why did you choose that topic? Because it seems like if the only movies you watch are horror movies, it seems like <laughs> those are probably movies you'd want to stay away from. So why why this topic? Okay, well, I think it would be super fun to be in a gory movie. I want, I think not even just to be a character in it, but even to see behind the scenes everything that goes into it. Makeup. You know, I just – I watch Halloween and I watch people get brutally stabbed with axes. How does how do they do that? Basically, five movies we would want to be in. Uh, I'm pretty excited for that. I have some good answers for you there. Um, let's start, though, with some things we have been watching. So you've been quarantined like me for a while now. Uh, and I know you've been watching a ton of stuff. So rattle off some of those things you've been watching during this quarantine. Um, all right. So, of course, since we just touched on my old shows, I just discovered this channel called Buzzer TV, B-U-Z-Z-R. And so it's old game shows from the 60s and 70s, which I think are hilarious to watch. Um, so I've just kind of been binging that while I'm working just as background noise. But um, also... Outer Banks. The Outer Banks. Paradise on Earth. And that's me. 
John Booker Rutledge. And this is where I live. It's the sort of place where you either have two jobs or two houses. Two tribes, one island. That's my crew. We're the working class who make a living bussing tables, running charters. And our mission this summer is to have a good time all the time. Guys, I think there's a boat down there. This is my father's. My dad is missing. You don't know what it's like to have the person closest to you vanish. You deserve to know the truth. My friend, actually, Chip Esten, he is the dad, like kind of one of the villains of that show. So um, had to watch that. Actually, my mom has a huge crush on Chip Esten. Um, but had to watch that show, which I thought was really incredible. Um can't wait for season two of that one. And then one other one. Oh, me and my friend Taylor just watched Home Sweet Home. Hi, everyone. I'm here to share my story. I've only known superficial relationships. How was your date last night? It was good, I guess. When you meet the one, there'll be no I guess about it. A few weeks ago, I met a guy. Hi, I'm Victoria. Hey. So you see anything you like? Oh, peanut butter mocha looks great. What's up with this Jason guy? I'm guessing you're not his type. Is he alive? Then I can be his type. I went after him, pretending to be someone I'm not. Jason's organization builds houses. That's what you're volunteering to do. Most likely, he's a Christian if he works for them. He's probably not going to date someone who isn't. It won't be a problem. I'll just pretend. My name is Jason Holman. Ah. <clears throat> uh, None of what we do is possible without legs <laughs> and arms. Got to swing those hammers. I don't know. It, I found it when I was trying to search a Casey and the Sunshine Band song on YouTube, and that was the ad, and I kind of just got <laughs> sucked in the seven-minute trailer. You were the one person that watched the whole YouTube ad. <laughs> the only person that watched the whole trailer. It was, I think it was like seven minutes and 33 seconds, too, which is kind of embarrassing to admit. So uh, you mentioned Buzzer. What shows have you been watching on on Buzzer, like as the game show network? Um, well, every morning a supermarket sweep, <laughs> and the the host I don't know his name, but every day he wears a different, very tacky sweater. So that alone is enough entertainment. Um, but then it switches to ooh, classic concentration, maybe, um, and then match game. Today I watched Match Game 74 and then Match Game 75. Um, Tattletales. Um, Do they have Family Feud on that one? No, not yet. Oh, I, I watched some old episodes of Family Feud on YouTube just because I was bored. And it's so <laughs> creepy to see like the host, just how they handle the women back then. Is it Richard? Wait. It's, it is. It's Richard, Richard Dawson. Yeah, Richard Dawson. So he's on Match Game and he's on my favorite because he's he's one that always gets it right because Match Game is where they have the celebrities. Betty White's also in that one. And um, he usually is one of the smarter ones on there. So he's very entertaining to watch. But he, what, like makes out with the people on there or kisses them on the lips. I was just telling my friend Taylor the other day, if that would happen now, that they would be arrested. <laughs> yeah, he would be fired, arrested. Oh, yeah. 
and Gene Rayburn's a um, host of Match Game, and he goes in and just like smooches Betty right on the lips. Actually, Password and Password Plus are on that channel, and Betty White met her husband on Password Plus. He's the host. That's a fun fact. Won her over with a kiss. I guess so. <laughs> and then uh, Outer Banks is on Netflix. I know this. Be- the only reason I know this is because uh, your mom asked me for the Netflix password so she because- could watch it. Because <laughs> she has that crush on Chip. It. Yep, I believe it. I got her a, a Chip Eston shirt for Mother's Day. It's a big picture of his face. But I did introduce – I set it up so when she came to visit me in Nashville – I texted him and I had us all meet up so she could meet him and she cried, but yeah. <laughs> and what's, uh, what is Outer Banks about? Cause I, I only know the name. Um, it's basically about two groups of kids called the Pogues and the Kooks and they, the Kooks are the more like, preppy rich kids and the Pogues are the, basically the help of the Kooks. And um, one of the Pogues' dad went missing, whatever. And it's kind of like a little investigation. But it's based in, I don't even know where, like Hawaii or something. So they're all um, super beachy. And they go through I – don't, I don't even really know how to explain it. But basically, they go on these wild missions to try to find more clues about his dad that went missing. And it's wild. But um, – a few days after we watched that, we went out on a boat and in Outer Banks, they have all these wild scenes of them in storms on the boat. And a few days after we went on a boat and got stuck out there in a huge storm. I remember. And oh my God, that was easily one of the scariest moments of my life, as dramatic as that sounds. But we were watching boats like sinking And then we couldn't dock because we kept hitting, running into things and the water was coming into our boat and it was storming and we left there thinking, I don't know how we made it out. Obviously that's a little dramatic, but we've never been in that situation before. And then we started making jokes that we just lived an Outer Banks scene. It was, it was wild. I've been, I I watched a movie that. I wish you were into movies because it's uh, from the early 70s and I think that you would dig it. It's infuriatingly hard to find. It's a movie called The Dion Brothers from 1974. I quit this job. I am bored, man. Bored. I'll tell you one thing. I'll make you a promise. We ain't never going to be poor again. Dion's romp and stomp. Woo! Sooner Sam paper lines ass in a food with a Dion boys. You know, Calvin, this is the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. I enjoy stealing more than anything I've ever did. Can we just quit all this and go home? Home? Lady, you're really out some lunch, you know that? But it stuck up an armored car, blowed up a building. And I think I'll probably kill some people. Hope just don't enter into it. You, you and me is the only two damn Dion boys left in this whole world. I know it. The rest of those turkeys can all suck swamp water. Right. Damn right. Uh, it's also known as the Gravy Train, but it, I know that, like the movie posters 
had the Dion brothers on it. It's a movie by a dude named Jack Starrett. And it's basically about like two hicks that go to Washington, D.C. to meet up with a band of like robbers, essentially. And they rob an armored car. And then after that, like obviously there's a double cross and things go sideways. But these brothers, these hick brothers, all they want to do is steal enough money to open up a restaurant. And it's it's hilarious. Like it's a really funny movie. It stars Stacy Keach. Um, and it has an ending that like it's an action, it's kind of like an action comedy the whole time. And then the ending just like blew me away. It was, it was really like unexpected. And, uh, I wish more people had the opportunity to see it. The only place you can find it is on YouTube. It's not available even on DVD or like VHS never had a release. Weird. And I don't know what the holdup is. It's my, my favorite director of all time is Quentin Tarantino. It's one of his favorite movies and that's how I found out about it. Oh, and it just it's impossible to find. So I know he's shown it. So there's prints that exist. So I'm not sure why it's um, so hard to find. There's like somebody ripped it off of Cinemax at some point and <laughs> put it on YouTube. And that's how I saw it. Classic. Oh, my gosh. That's so wild. Is it like a, a Babes in Toyland versus March of the Wooden Soldiers sort of thing? Like it has two names. Or what was that? You were talking Dion Brothers and then Gravy Train. Is it just called Gravy Train? Well, originally it was called Gravy Train. And then I guess in the 70s, there was a dog food also called Gravy Train. So they switched the name because they didn't want it associated with the dog food, which is, I think, was a double entendre to begin with, because in the very beginning, the main character works in a dog food factory and then he quits to go rob this place. Like, it's really funny. It's a really funny movie. The main, the two leads played by Stacey Keach and Frederick Forrest, they have like incredible chemistry and it was definitely like, it had me laughing out loud. And at the end, it was like really shocking ending. So if more people could see this, that would be awesome. And then hopefully at some point it could get a Blu-ray release. That's the Dion brothers from 1974. Um, what else have you been watching? Um, I watched Money Heist. It's on Netflix. It is two seasons. I only watched the first season and only a couple episodes of the second season, but it's basically this guy called The Professor. He plans a heist and they go into this place where they make money. I don't also know what that's called. Um, The money-making factory. The money-making factory. There you go. They hold people captive and there's so... Okay, it's a... I think the movie is in Spanish originally. It is from Spain. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Okay. Um, well, that movie or that show, I hated. <laughs> you know what? Hated uh, it. My wife watches it and I saw the first two episodes and then I decided this is not for me. She likes it, but I couldn't get into it. Is I watched the first two episodes and was super excited about it. And then the third episode, I never wanted to watch it again. But then I ended up watching, um, I think I skipped a few episodes, but I ended up finishing the first season. Does it end any better than it starts? Um, No. A lot of people really like this show. I just, I couldn't get into it. My best friend Taylor, she loved it and watched the whole second season and then was sad when it was over. And I did not feel that way. (laughs) 
Yeah, and that one's one that you can't just have on in the background because it's subtitled and you have to pay attention to it. It is in Spanish. Uh, well, they do a voiceover in English. So it almost makes it harder to watch instead of just listen because the subtitles are translating it exactly from Spanish. So when they talk, it doesn't match the subtitles either. Oh, got it. Yeah. It was just very obnoxious because I love subtitles. Call me crazy. This also hot take, but I love watching everything with subtitles on. Yeah. I cannot watch any foreign movie dubbed in English. It's like feels like sacrilege to me. Yeah. It's horrible. And so that was definitely brutal to watch. So I would try to just either read the subtitles or watch their mouths, but both were horrible. Um, so that, yeah, I didn't love that one, but I'm, you know, I'm glad I watched it some of it at least because that is just something I would never watch. My, the last thing that I've been watching is a movie from 1998 called Pleasantville. Have you ever seen Pleasantville? Oh my gosh. No, I haven't seen it, but I have actually been meaning to watch that. I've heard great things. (laughs) There's a place where life is simple. People are perfect. And everything is black and white. Honey? I'm home. It's a place that's as far from reality as we can imagine. How about some marshmallow rice squares? Those are swell. But maybe it's a lot closer than we think. Pleasantville is a movie that you, I think, would really enjoy because you love those old TV shows. And I won't give anything away, but essentially it's the story of these two modern, I say modern day, but it's 1998 kids. Mm. So they still have like the overalls and Jinko jeans and stuff. And they get <laughs> sucked into this TV world called Pleasantville. And it's basically like a leave it to beaver style show that they get teleported into. And their influence starts changing the town. And as they change the town, it goes from black and white to color. Um, and it is So it's cool for two reasons. Number one, it's cool because the special effects, especially for 1998, are crazy. Um, You never had this like fully black and white movie that all of a sudden like simple things start turning color. Like there's a flower that's color in one scene. And then in another scene, all of the rose petals and stuff are all, they're all color, but everything else is black and white. And then now it's even more prescient, I think, because of the like the climate that we're in, they mirror a lot of that stuff. Like, like they start segregating the town because there's, they, they call them coloreds because they are color. And then you have the black and white people who are all white. So you have like the whites versus the coloreds. And it's, it's really like a interesting dynamic, especially where we are now. So I think that Pleasantville was probably relevant in 1998, but it's even way more relevant now. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome movie and it's got something I think it's really got something for everybody and I think you especially would like it. It stars uh Reese Witherspoon and Toby Maguire as like the main two high school kids and then there's a lot of other great actors in there. JT Walsh is in there who plays like the town mayor Big Bob. William H Macy is in there from Fargo. Um Joan Allen is in it. And then uh, Jeff Daniels is also in there. So super great cast directed by Gary Ross, who I I think this is the best thing Gary Ross has ever done. 
Uh, that's Pleasantville from 1998. Is this a top 10 favorite movie of yours now? <laughs> no, no, I think it's important, <laughs> but it won't crack my top 10. Oh, man. What else you been watching? Um, I watched Waco. You've looked to me to be your leader, to guide you on this journey. But I'm no leader. I'm a follower, just like you. God has instructed me to stay here and wait for his son. This is our time to prove through suffering that we are worthy of the miracle that's to come. kingdom of heaven is coming i promise you it was interesting i'm i'm on a, a serial killer kick right now well i kind of always am um but i thought it was gonna be more of a serial killer sort of thing so i think i went into it with a different mindset than like i should just went into it open-minded or with your expectations but i kind of expected it to be about serial killer. It was mainly about a cult kind of thing. Um, so it was a little bit boring for me, but it was definitely interesting. It was a mini series, right? Yeah. I, I know that that just got put on Netflix. Yeah, that's where I watched it. Netflix. And it's got a pretty good cast, like uh, Michael Shannon's in there, Taylor Kitsch is in there. Yeah, I've, I even started watching some Charles Manson documentaries, Ted Bundy. I'm just... I'm go I'm stretching here. I work for nine hours a day, so I don't want to just sit in silence. So I just try to find things to put on the background. Like I already watched Ted Bundy tapes, but I just started rewatching it just to have something going on in the back. Well, the good news about Netflix is that those things like basically never end on Netflix. You have tons of stuff to watch about all kinds of depraved people. Yeah. All the murder documentaries that just popped up now. I am a murderer series. <laughs> Have you heard of the TV show called Mindhunter? Mindhunter? Oh, I love that show. So I haven't seen season two. I've only seen season one. Okay, okay, okay. I won't give anything away then. But that is a great show. Yeah, that show is wild. I blew through that first season, what, a year ago when it came out? Within, I think, two days. I'm pretty sure there's only eight episodes, but I mean, they're all 45 minutes long. Cool. Uh, so you want to get to this top five list? Uh, you're going to seriously make fun of me for this, but yes, I do. All right. Top five list. So your list is movies that you would want to be in or movies that you'd want to be a character in. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like your mental preparation for this episode. Well, and this building your list. I know I came up with this category, but this was actually very hard for me because my initial reaction was just, oh, I want to be my favorite movie, Grease. But what? I don't actually want to be in that movie. I, I would never want to be in a musical. I don't want to be dancing around singing. And what a boring movie to be a part of. <laughs> I'm, I don't like that is a horrible movie to say you want to be a character in. So trying to find a movie that actually is 
is super cool and like a good reason to be in it was kind of hard, especially since all I watch is stupid horror movies. And I'm not like, I don't want to be Cinderella, you know? Like, I just wanted to step out of the box, but I didn't have much to work with. (laughs) Yeah, this is equally hard for me because just like you, I'm thinking, okay, all of my favorite movies, there's no way I'd want to be a character in any of those movies. Because everything, like I watch movies to escape and and it's like all this stuff that's fantastical and could never happen to Mm -hmm. me. I don't want to be in those, but I did come up with with a, I think a solid list for you. Um, so you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, maybe, maybe you go first. Maybe you say uh, your first one first. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to lead it off then with a movie from 1993 called Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day! Groundhog time. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. Weatherman Phil Connors is spending the day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Phil? Ned! Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Bing! But Phil's about to find out. He's not just stuck in Puxatawney. Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? Chance of departure today, 100%. He's stuck... In Groundhog Day. I'm reliving the same day over. The plot of Groundhog Day is that you have this weatherman named Phil and essentially he lives the same day over and over again. So he wakes up and it's always February 2nd. And then when he goes to sleep, he wakes up and it's February 2nd. And the reason I would want to be Phil in this case is you can literally like do whatever you want for a day and then you go to sleep and you just wake up again at the beginning That's of that day. That's a good one. So essentially you're immortal and it may get a little boring and it's, you know, you, there's a lot of stuff that you'd miss out on, obviously not having a timeline, but you could, you could go and like rob a bank. And then the minute you go to sleep, you're back to square one. So you can have all these thrills and, and get all this knowledge. And then you just, Start all over again and then wow. keep building that stuff up. That's a good one. Yeah, that's my number five, Groundhog Day. I was pretty excited to, to think about that one. Dang. All right. What's your well, number five? <laughs> Mine, I was going to, I want to be Michael Myers in Halloween. <laughs> I mean, you come are on. sick. Halloween night. A small American town, 15 years ago. Michael? I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I know, but how cool would that be to 
be stabbed a bunch of times and just shot and you don't die. That's true. He never dies. He's in car accidents. He's on fire. He's shot at. I think that would be so cool. I mean, obviously, it's not real, so you're not actually not dying. But just to even play that character and, and I don't know, be so horrific. <laughs> I think Which, and, and you know how he got to be Michael Myers, though, right? Like, you've seen Halloween. I like, mean, he did not have a pleasant upbringing. No. I mean, he murdered his mom and dad and... I want to be him. <laughs> Mom no, and dad, if you're listening to this. I know. <laughs> Lock your doors, Mom and dad. Um, no, and, and I just love watching those series. I think the second one is probably my favorite. But, I mean. Like I the original it. second one or the remake second one? The original second one. Um, I hated the new one, but that's beside the point. Yeah, and that's from 1978, John Carpenter movie. Um, everybody knows Halloween. It's like... You have it, to. It, like, yeah, no matter what age you are. You, if, even if you haven't seen it, you know who Michael Myers is. Yeah. He's iconic. White mask. What What does he even wear? Those. What do you call those? Blue overall? It's like a, yeah, it's like a mechanics... Uh, yeah. Over, and they're not overalls. It's like a jumpsuit, mechanics jumpsuit. Yeah. For my number four, I went a little more lighthearted than Halloween. Um, I was <laughs> thinking, okay. more lighthearted than Halloween. <laughs> yes. I was thinking, you know, what would be a really fun world to live in? And I chose from 2011, The Muppets. We're trying to get the old gang back together again. We haven't done this in a long time. Your fans never left you? The world hasn't forgotten? Sure, it's impossible, but we've got to try. It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to meet the Muppets. Yes! Come on, guys, let's go! Wow. I can't believe we're all back together. Yeah! Sorry, I was super excited. The Muppets have always been about artistic integrity, not cheap tricks. Check it out. Fart shoes. This is going to be a really short movie. Like you go to work at the office and next to you might be working a Muppet, which would be hilarious. Um, what? That is funny. That's a new take. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, it'd be super fun to hang around with like Fozzie and, and Kermit and just all these kind of colorful characters. And if you if you watch the Muppets, Everything that seems mundane becomes like really fun and bright and colorful. And then at the same time, I know you wouldn't want to do this, but you could live in that world where people just bust in the song and then you have like a musical on your hands. So, yeah, The Muppets from 2011, uh, directed by James Bobin, is is my number four. I just think it would be really fun to live in that universe. My number four would be The Truman Show. Coming to you now from the largest studio ever constructed, it's The Truman Show! Yeah! Good morning! Good morning! Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> what if? No scripts, no cue cards. Morning, Spencer! How's it going? What if you were watched every moment of your life? How many cameras you got there in that town? Five I believe Truman is the first child to have been legally adopted by a corporation. That's correct. Brilliant. What if everyone you knew was pretending? Hi, honey. 
amazing. Look what I got at the checkout. Dishwasher safe. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. What if your world was make-believe? Cue the sun. While the world he inhabits is counterfeit. I'm not allowed to talk to you. That's how I look. Not your type. There's nothing fake about Truman himself. What if you didn't know it? Until now. As I horrific as I think that might actually be, I think that would be so freaking cool to have your own TV show and not even know it. Like you're so famous, but you don't really have to have the things that come along with being famous. I would totally be Truman in that. And it seems like it would only be horrific if you found out about if you found out about it, like if you didn't know it was a TV show, you're just kind of living like a perfect life. Yeah, I guess that's true. And I mean, I've always kind of wanted to be famous. So that would be my way of being famous without actually being famous. Well, I guess I would actually be famous, but you just wouldn't know it. I just, I wouldn't know it. Maybe you're famous right now and you don't know it. And I'm not Maybe really I'm your brother. I'm just an actor. <laughs> Maybe I'm actually on the Kleberg show or the Kenzie show and I don't even know it. And I'm very famous. Yep. That's a Truman show from 1998. We just kind of outlined it. You have this guy who was born into his own TV show and he has no idea. And then as time goes on, he starts seeing some inconsistencies and starts realizing his world is not exactly what he thinks it is. It's a really good movie. You know, I've, I've only seen it twice. But I, the first time I saw it was in college, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And then I watched it one more time. Um, but, you know, to just sit down and watch a movie, I can't get there. That's another one of those movies that kind of speaks to your sensibilities, those old school TV shows. It's kind of in that oh, same vein. Yep. Just wait till my next one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number three for me is a bit of a different swing for me as well. I went from Groundhog Day, straight up comedy, to The Muppets, like a family show. And now I'm going, getting into superhero movies, The X-Men. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now seeing the beginnings of another stage of human evolution. The truth is that mutants are very real and they are among us. We must know who they are, and above all, what they can do. We're not what you think, not all of us. Who are you people? What kind of place is this? I think the X-Men would be a really cool place to live. Haven't are you familiar it. at all with the no. X-Men? <laughs> nope. Okay. So the X-Men are superheroes that live in a world where you can have essentially like mutated genes to where you have special powers different from everybody else. So the X-Men themselves are all of these people who have come to this one school for the gifted, where they learn how to harness their powers and use those powers for good. So for example, you have this dude named Cyclops he has laser beams that shoot out of his eyes. And he goes to the school to learn how to not only like use those for good, but how to. Like he can control them. Exactly. Yeah. You have uh, people that can read minds. You have 
Wolverine, whose power is the power of healing. So if he burned his leg on a fire pit, for example, it would just be All like right. That. <laughs> um, and then you've got, but, but in this world, like anybody could be a mutant. Now, the downside is I could find myself in this world and not have a superpower at all. Or you could have a mutant mutant gene that makes your superpower really stupid. Like you could have a gene where you'd never feel full when you eat like a full meal. Um, you never know. It could be something Those cool. Those are like not night. always superpowers. They're, they're, not, they're not even really referred to as superpowers as much as they are genetic mutations. So you could have a genetic mutation that turns you blue and allows you to teleport. Got but, it. You know. Hopefully I would luck out. I mean, if I had to pick a character, I would probably pick Wolverine just because number one, he's like the coolest one. Is that two, is the healing factor? Is that Hugh Jackman? No, it is. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. It is. And that's your knowledge of the X-Men. <laughs> that's my knowledge. <laughs> Was this a comic book or something that you read when you were younger or? It's been, yeah, so it's been a comic book since like the 60s, I think the 60s, late 60s. Um, and it's had, over the years, you've had like hundreds of people join and leave the X-Men, but what a cool like thought where you could just be born and have really crazy powers, almost like the Incredibles, but like a different type of a world. Different, yeah. Dang, that's a good one too. Now my, my next one's going to sound so dumb. Let's hear your three. All right, my three is from 1963, and it is called Summer Magic. <laughs> Don't you think you ought to have someone to help you? Oh, Father, any idiot can have wallpaper. Oh! oh. Mother! What? Mother, Where I'm is it? Oh, Where? Oh, I want to show you something! Oh. <laughs> I've never heard of this movie. You've never watched this with me ever? No. Oh, so Haley Mills is the main character, and she's one of my favorite actresses. Um, She's also in the first season of Saved by the Bell. She's the original parent trap. Um, And truly, the only reason that I would want to be in this movie – well, actually, okay, the main reason I would want to be in this movie is to be in the movie with Haley Mills. And out of all the movies, like, I'm not interested in Parent Trap. Um, so that one wasn't even a question. But this one, um, just, like, the plot, the way that they're, like, a very low-income family and then they move for the summer and go away to this nicer upscale home and the way that they're welcomed, I don't know. It's just – it's so – fun and uplifting and there's a little bit of drama between I don't know they like fight over a guy whatever but I mean everything else about it is just so homey and 
cute and they sit on the porch and play guitar and sing together and it's just I mean you're classic I don't know it reminds me almost of all right bear with me here but it reminds me kind of of Beverly Hillbillies at the very beginning I've never just, seen Beverly Hillbillies oh my god <laughs> honestly I can't fault you for that one because a lot of people sh- shouldn't see it but <laughs> <laughs> it's not one that I really recommend to people but and I just love Haley Mills. And oh, 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 that reminds me. Okay, Leave It to Beaver is Jerry Mathers. So Jerry Mathers' brother, Jim Mathers, is the little boy in Summer Magic. And they look identical. And I just realized that probably two weeks ago, just sitting on the couch typing away, for some reason, my brain just decided, wait a minute isn't Jerry Mathers in Summer Magic? And I did a little research. Turns out they're brothers and they look exactly the same. So that was kind of cool because I'm a huge Leave it to Beaver fan. So that was kind of, kind of cool. So that's Summer Magic from 1963. Do you know if this is like on Disney Plus or anything like that? Um, it is a I, Disney movie, right? Yeah, it is a Disney movie. Um, I don't actually... I think it might be on Disney Plus. I think I just saved it. I have it on VHS. <laughs> Shocker. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have it on VHS that I watch. Um, but I know they have it on YouTube and Amazon Prime because I've seen it there. But I don't actually – I feel like it is on Disney Plus. Oh, wait. It is not on Disney Plus. <laughs> huh. All right. So not on Disney Plus. Not on Disney Plus. I'll have to borrow your VHS tape and then borrow a VCR to watch it. I have a VCR. I'll just bring the whole thing home when I come home next. (laughs) Bring the rig. Uh, So for my number two, I went completely different direction again. So first one was comedy. Second one, family. Third one, superhero. And fourth one is going to be sci-fi. That's the world of Inception from 2010. Christopher Nolan movie. Mr. Cobb has a job offer he would like to discuss with you. What kind of work placement? Not exactly. We create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream, and they fill it with their secrets. Then you break in and steal it. Well, it's not strictly speaking legal. It's called Inception. Already. This one is the story of a crew that normally goes into people's subconscious through dreams and then steals things, steals corporate secrets in the dreams. And I think it would be really cool to live in this world because they essentially have the technology to build worlds inside of dreams. And then they induce themselves into sleep and they essentially are in the world that they built. Mm -hmm. So you have uh, Ellen Page is, is in the movie as this architect who builds these worlds and then you fall asleep and then you're in that world. Okay. I really feel like I've seen this before. 
I think I might have seen some of it then because this is all sounding very, very, very familiar. That's a good one. I think it would be really cool to be able to, to, I think it would be cool to construct dreams and then be able to induce yourself into sleep and then wake up in that world. So that's my number two, Inception. Wow, that's a good one. See, I I wish I'd seen movies like this. I need to expand my horizons. Anytime you need recommendations, you just let me know. I know. But then, never mind. I'll touch on something else later about your recommendation. (laughs) Um, Okay, so my – how many have I done already? Am I on my number two? Number two, yeah. Um, My number two is Prisoners. Oh, shit. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Anna, wait until we're invited. Oh, for God's sake. Kelly, get the hell in here. <laughs> what? He actually sings in the shower. So I do not. <laughs> yes, you do. Bobby, can I take Joy to our house? Wear a hat, please. You're just getting over a cold. Joy, you wear a hat, too. Where are your sisters? I can't find them. Anna? Joy? Wait, I checked the entire house. They're not here. Dad, there was this RV and they were playing on it. There was, there, we thought there was someone inside. You wait here. Let me go. I couldn't find them. Detective Loki. <laughs> Do you have children, detective? I'm going to find your daughter. Show me your hands right now. Huh? I want to be Jake Gyllenhaal in that. I've seen this movie so many times. It is one of my favorite movies. I think Jake Gyllenhaal, well, and Hugh Jackman, but Jake Gyllenhaal is such a badass. Oh, my gosh. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is one of my favorite actors for literally no other reason than he's very attractive and always plays someone cool or nerdy or weird, um, which I love. But I this movie is so crazy to me, and I would just love to be that character. I mean, that was one of the first movies that came to my mind when I was thinking of characters that I would want to be in movies. Prisoners is from 2013, I think. Yeah. And it's it's – and it's amazing. It's one of my favorites, too. It's the story of uh, two dads who are just like neighbors and their kids play together. And one one day there, I think it's like Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. And the kids, they go missing. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays Detective Loki, who tries to track them down. And Hugh Jackman and uh, Terrence Howard, they don't think that the cops are doing it enough. So they go on, kind of go on their own investigation. It but is. Hugh Jackman just takes it to a whole another level. He takes it upon himself to find who he thinks did it and does some pretty gnarly stuff to this guy. And I don't, I don't want to give too much away because if I, I think you should watch it and then you'll know. But it, it's a crazy ending, and I mean, it's an incredible movie. So fun story about this movie. I took Jackie to go see it. We were living in Pennsylvania at the time where the movie takes place, and. I was doing a job where I'd travel all the time. So I was home for this weekend and we watched prisoners in the theater and she, it terrified her. Cause it's like, it's a really it's real it's a tense movie. Yeah. It's very tense. 
And then I went away after that night and she was so pissed that I had to go to work because <laughs> she was like in the house scared for the oh entire my God, week that I was dirty. gone. Wow, I did. I had no cool. idea what I was getting into. It's that's so good cool. though. It's off to a little bit of a slow start, but you just got to bear with it and it all comes together. Yeah, it's um, it's it's so good and the acting is is amazing too mm-hmm. everybody puts on like a performance that just is uh it's mind-bending the way that yeah. Hugh Jackman is acting in that movie and then Jake Gyllenhaal like you said he's like a fantastic actor he's doing like some really interesting things with his character like he has this tick where he like yeah blinks and stuff and mm-hmm. yeah it's just super good number one All right. My number one is a movie that I simply love and I would love to be in this universe. It is Back to the Future 2 from 1989. Do you remember the future? So Back to the Future 2, really, really fun movie. And one of the reasons I want to be in it is because of all the cool technology that they introduced. So they have things that we're kind of seeing now, like holographic or hologram advertisements, but they have cool stuff that we haven't seen yet, truly, like hoverboards. Um, They have clothes that you buy that are waterproof and automatically fit they like auto fit to you so they auto dry and auto fit they have shoes that you put on that auto lace themselves up flying cars like it's just it's stuff that i really really want to see now so back to the future 2 is my pick for the world that i'd really want to live in and i think it's the closest out of all of my list it's the closest that like to actually happening you think well i guess you can't really be an x-men so (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, or live the same day over and over again uh my first one it's like one of literally it's one of the only funny movies that i enjoy bridesmaids i'm engaged oh my god he asked me last night (laughs) what is happening so will you be my maid of honor? Of course I will. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. No, just whatever. Yeah. Throw the bachelorette party. Yeah. The shower and... Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's go meet the rest of the bridal party. Oh, my God. You get to punch it a couple times. 
You remember my cousin Rita? <gasps> they just bought a new house. It is gorgeous. I wouldn't know. I only see the kitchen and the laundry room and the ceiling in my bedroom. Sometimes the floor. This is Becca from work. This is your husband? Oh no, I don't know him. I'm single. I was so distraught when I was single. I'm fine being by myself. Every actress in that movie is amazing. Um, one of my favorite actresses, though, Kristen Wiig. She kills me. She makes me laugh so hard. So I think um, if I could replace somebody and be them, I would probably choose Helen Rose Byrne. I would be her character. And then... Yeah, because I would just get to work so closely with Kristen Wiig. And I don't really love Lillian's character. Obviously, it's necessary. But I think even the singing scene with Helen and Annie when they start singing at um, the ceremony for Lillian is hilarious. And Melissa McCarthy is so funny. And Rebel Wilson, she gets her tattoo. I just love that movie. And it is truly one of the only non-horror movies that I do enjoy. Bridesmaids is hilarious. It's one of the it's one of those anomalies for me because I don't really love Melissa McCarthy in big roles, but she has like a perfect amount of screen time in this mm -hmm. where every scene is just gold. Yeah. Um her husband is in it too and he's really funny in it. He's the air marshal on the plane. Yeah. And they work so well together on screen because they have no chemistry, but they have enough chemistry to where their no chemistry works really well, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's a really like it's a simple plot, but it's all about just the setups and the payoffs on the punchlines. It's really just about a competition between a maid of honor and a bridesmaid over who is the bride's best friend. And it like it happens in really, really funny, really inventive ways. The, the scene on the plane is like one of my favorite comedic scenes of all time. Every scene of that movie is hilarious. As awful as this is, me and my best friend in high school, not we only reenacted for a photo. So we didn't actually reenact it. But we reenacted the scene where after they eat at that restaurant and they go in and try on dresses in the bathroom, how they're all bodily fluids are flying everywhere. We took a photo reenacting that, not actually doing it, but yeah, just every scene of that movie is gold. I want to see those pictures. No, you don't. Never <laughs> to be resurfaced. They're gone. They're burnt. <laughs> All right. So running down my list, five to one, I had Groundhog Day, The Muppets, X-Men at number three, Inception, and my number one was Back to the Future 2. Um, mine was Halloween, The Truman Show, Summer Magic, Prisoners, and Bridesmaids. Did you have any runners up? Like anything that you wanted to make your list just didn't make um, the cut? I had Project X on here, but only for the reason of being in a cool movie set, which kind of didn't go along with my category. Um, but Every scene of that is so extravagant that I thought it would be really cool to be a part of just such like a party movie. Um, but that was really it. What were your runner-ups? 
I had two runners up. One that was on my list and then got pushed off was School of Rock with Jack Black. Oh, okay. I always thought it would be fun to be like a student in that class. Yeah. But then I realized if I was in that world, that's like one hour of the day. And then you like <laughs> then you go back to normal, boring life. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably only for one school year. So um, that was knocked off. And then the other one first came to me was Toy Story. And then I realized like I could be living in Toy Story now. And I just and don't you know. wouldn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. So that my mind went kind of there too. Uh, when I went to Disney movies, because like I said earlier, that's one of the only other genres that I watch, if that counts as a genre. Um, yeah. But I mean, Toy Story 2 is my favorite. So I'd put myself in that. And I used to think growing up that I actually did live that. So I'm like, maybe I do live it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe my things jump around when I'm not here. <laughs> Let, let me tell you one that I don't want to be a part of. And you're going to laugh because you actually dragged me to see this movie. Do you know what I'm about to say? I don't. Midsummer. <laughs> oh, Midsummer. Yes. I, Come on, great movie. You know what? The, you know, maybe this is what it is. Is you and Moose told me that I was going into a horror movie. Mm-hmm. This was not a horror movie. It's a horrific movie. It's disturbing. This movie is the most disturbing movie I think I have ever seen. So when when I watch a horror movie, like the thing I... I think I talked about this with Moose on one of the shows. When I go to watch a horror movie, I want scenes that I'm never going to forget. And I guarantee you there's some scenes oh, in Midsummer I will that never you're never going to forget. All of those scenes. <laughs> but you know what's funny is I didn't love the I I didn't hate the movie. I didn't love it, but I tell everybody they need to watch it. Yeah, I love that movie and I definitely would not want to be a part of that or Hereditary that uh, Ari Aster's movie before that. Mm-mm. All right, cool. Um uh, well, hey, thanks for playing along with the list. That was a good one. That had me thinking like all day about what I was going to choose and yeah. my list definitely switched back and forth between several things um you got 30 seconds at the end here or really as much time as you want uh, do you want to plug anything or talk about anything what do you got um well i oh okay when i meet new people i always well i'm not very good with new people so i kind of try to break the ice by doing a hot take is chocolate candy is chocolate candy I think chocolate can be a form of candy, but it's not candy per se. Like you can have a candy bar or you can have like candied, like, like M&Ms would be like a form of chocolate as a candy. But I can't, I don't think you could just say like chocolate is candy because you can have like uh, chocolate for baking or whatever. Okay. Well, yes, that's what I think too. But every person that I talk to is so passionate about chocolate being candy. And me and my friend James always have this talk because he says, you're telling me if I had a bag of chocolates, like little Snickers and stuff, in a bag in the cabinet, and I said, go grab me candy, you would open that bag and you would tell me that there is no candy in there. I said, yes. Okay, so I can see where he's coming from because... Like if you go into the cabinet... Now, here's the thing. If I go into the cabinet and there's Skittles on one side and chocolate bars on the other side, I'm probably going to grab the Skittles. But if it's only the the bag of candy bars, like chocolate bars, I would know what he was talking about. 
But when I think candy, it's like sour Mike and Ike's, or yeah, sour yeah. sour patch okay. kids or whatever. Well, rats, this wasn't as hot as much of a hot take as I thought it was gonna be because I'm one of the only people that ever thinks that. Or like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Yeah. It's meat between two buns. I don't eat a sandwich on buns. I eat a okay. sandwich on bread. It's between bread, though. I mean, technically, but when I think sandwich, it's like, I guess, hmm, I guess you have a point because you could put like, I, I wouldn't say a hot dog bun is part of a sandwich. Just because it's bread doesn't mean it's a sandwich. I mean, I kind of agree because if I if I was saying, oh, hey, Jason, will you go make me a sandwich? And you came back with a hot dog? I would be a little confused. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Socially not acceptable to call a hot dog but, a sandwich. But we have this thing called Daddy's Dogs here in Nashville, and they make their hot dogs with all kinds of shit on them. Cream cheese, turkey, lettuce, like whatever you want on it, they have. And so I would kind of consider daddy's dog sandwiches. Hmm. It's, it's like, interesting Ding. that you say this. If you think about like, if you think about like a sub sandwich, it almost looks like a hot dog bun. Yeah. It connects on one side. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like a, a hot dog is just like a, a sandwich, just not just like on a, its right end. Yeah, just like a plain sandwich. I don't know. But every time I talk to people about this, I think something new. Because when I first would ask people this, I was very strong opinionated about it being a sandwich. Like you were really, you were all in on a hot dog being a sandwich, huh? Oh, 100%. Hmm. I always but picture... Then, Okay, well, here's is there a difference between like a sub and a sandwich, or are they the same thing? Oh, yes. Like if you go to yeah, Subway, yeah. are you getting a sandwich? Right. And it, does it depend what you put on it? Because if I'm just putting ketchup on a hot dog, that's not a sandwich. But if I'm putting cheese and ham and lettuce, I mean, and like cream cheese on top and then hot sauce, to me, that's kind of a sandwich. Yeah, but then you're moving away from a hot dog altogether. Now you're just to but me you hot dog. It's still the hot dog meat on a bun. So you're really not. You're just adding to it. Next time I go to like a hot dog stand at a baseball game, I'm going to ask for a one hot dog sandwich, please. There you go. Or just ask for a sandwich. Hey, can I have a, a turkey sandwich and see what they say? And then say, "No, I just want it on top of the hot dog." Now I don't know what to think. <laughs> I know, right? I know. It's a, it's definitely a hot take. It gets people actually pretty fired up when I talk to them. People get very passionate about these comments. That's a good question for everybody. Are hot dog sandwiches? Hot take. Well, thanks for coming on. I really had fun with this and I hope you want to come on and share another top five list or a five list with me next time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I guess I'll have to watch some more movies before the next time I'm a guest on here. Anybody can be a guest on this show. The only requirement is that you love movies. If you have a five list that you want to cover, you can email me directly at force5podcast at gmail.com or head to the website force5podcast.com, which has a show request form and other Force 5 related content. Until next time, 
Watch movies. Bye. What I need is a woman who can think and fight and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> Force five.